Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association Urban Missionary Training Center. We offer a number of videos in relation to learning how to be an urban missionary. In this next video series, How to Judge Spiritual Movements, today we are looking at the first fruit of a spiritual movement. True spiritual movements of God will exalt Jesus Christ. That's the first fruit that I see in Scripture as we study spiritual movements. It is Christ-centered. It is exalting Jesus Christ. It's not exalting a personality. It's not exalting a movement or a culture or a language or any other thing. It is exalting Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That is a transcendent above all language of all culture. That is the primary first fruit of a true movement of God. John chapter 1 tells us, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory. The glory is the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Why do I put that scripture in there? Because it identifies which Jesus Christ we're talking about. We're talking about the second, second person of the Trinity. We're talking about the eternal Word of God who became flesh and dwelt among us. There are many ideas about who Jesus is, but the biblical idea or the biblical truth is that Jesus was the second person of the Trinity having existed eternally. He became flesh and dwelt among us. And then we look at John chapter 5. Therefore Jesus answered and said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself unless it is something He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself is doing. So when we look at the exaltation of Jesus Christ, we are knowing that in Scripture that Jesus is connected with the Father. And that the Father is a part of this. The first person of the Trinity, the second person of the Trinity. And in our next video, we will be talking about the third person of the Trinity. But a true spiritual movement of God will always exalt Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 16, and this is a very important passage in this, this regard. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I say that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Many times in spiritual movements, People like to look at signs and wonders and manifestations and focus on that. But in the Scripture, true spiritual movements, movements of God, focus on Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is honored when we focus on Christ because Jesus said, The Holy Spirit will glorify me. The Holy Spirit will take of mine and He will tell it to you. He will glorify me. But when He, the Spirit, of truth comes, He will glorify me, for He will take of mine and disclose it to you. Homer Kent, a scholar, said, Any movement supposedly led by the Spirit, which focuses interest on the phenomena of the Spirit, 
is contrary to the statement in John 16. The Holy Spirit is honored when Christ is glorified in our lives. If we want to honor the Holy Spirit, we exalt Christ. Because Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, He's going to reveal truth. Truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is not some concept or some idea. Truth is a person. So Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will lead us into truth. He will lead us into Christ. A well-known Baptist scholar who is deceased wrote this, This within itself is a good test as to whether or not a system of religion is of the Holy Spirit. Any theology which exalts the Holy Spirit above Jesus is not of the Holy Spirit. Leon Morris, uh, another well-known scholar, says, The work of the Spirit is Christocentric. He will draw attention not to himself but to Christ. He will glorify Christ. It is the things of Christ that he takes and declares. His ministry is to build upon and is a necessary sequel to that of Christ. There is no division in the Godhead. There's no division between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Just as the Spirit is concerned to set forth the things of Christ, so He is concerned to set forth the things of the Father. There is no division in the Godhead. The Spirit of God lifts up Christ. In Acts chapter 2, we see that Peter preached under the power of the Holy Spirit. And what was the message that the Spirit of God anointed that day? It was the message that Peter preached, but Peter was anointed of the Spirit. And what did the Spirit of God anoint that day? It was the message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. That was the central theme. In Acts chapter 4, we see, Then Peter filled with the Spirit once again, the Spirit leading him to say these things. Peter said this, Rulers and elders of the people, by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among mankind by which we must be saved. What did the Holy Spirit anoint on that day? That day that Peter preached, he anointed the lifting up or the exaltation of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 8, Philip is in Samaria. The crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Peter. And we'll look at what Philip said. As they heard and saw the signs which he was performing, for in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them shouting with a loud voice, and many had been paralyzed and lame were healed. So there was much rejoicing in that city. Then you move on in the chapter, the Holy Spirit was at work, but look at verse 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. What was the central theme that the Holy Spirit anointed in the preaching of the early church? It was the message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. We look in Acts chapter 9, once again, Paul. Now for several days he was with the disciples who were in Damascus. And immediately he began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. This is the same message that was proclaimed by Peter and by Philip. 
But Paul kept increasing in strength and confounding the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Central message again. Barnabas and Paul in Pisidian Antioch. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you through Jesus. Acts chapter 14, Paul and Barnabas in other cities. And they fled to the cities of Lyconia, Lystra, and Derbe, and the surrounding region. And they continued to preach the gospel. So what's the gospel? Well, Paul tells us in his writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says this, Now I make known to you, brothers and sisters, the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, in which you also stand, by which you are also saved, if you hold firmly to the word which I preached to you. Paul's saying, I preached to you the gospel, you received it, you stand in it, and you are saved through it. For I handed down to you of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. What's the gospel? It's the message that Paul preached, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried and that He was raised on the third day. That is the central theme of any true movement of God. Acts chapter 14, once again, the next day Paul went away with Barnabas to Derbe after they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples. Central theme, once again, the exaltation of Jesus. Acts chapter 17 in Thessalonia. And according to Paul's custom, he went to them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and giving evidence that Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, saying, This Jesus whom I am proclaiming to you, is the Christ. Paul in Athens. Also some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers were conversing with him. Some were saying, What would this idle babbler wish to say? Others, he seems to be a proclaimer of strange deities because he was preaching Jesus in the resurrection. Paul in Athens, once again, Therefore, since we are descendants of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by human skill and thought. So having overlooked the times of ignorance, meaning in previous times God overlooked that, but now God is now proclaiming to mankind that all people everywhere are to repent because He has set a day on which He will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having furnished proof to all people by raising him from the dead. The central theme of the early church was preaching salvation in Jesus. Paul in Corinth, but when Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul began devoting himself completely to the Word, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. Once again, we see in 1 John, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. 
Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and now already is in the world. John tells us that we identify the work of the Spirit because the work of the Spirit identifies with Christ. The Spirit does not exalt Himself above Christ. The Spirit exalts Christ and makes Him known to people. Our first spiritual fruit is true spiritual movements of God exalt Jesus Christ. Such spiritual movements exalt Jesus Christ, not the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is not promoted above Jesus, but He is acknowledged in His true work by lifting up Christ. Many people complain that we don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit enough. But Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit is acknowledged in His rightful role and place in the life of the believer, in the life of, of drawing people to Jesus when Christ is exalted. Take this fruit, the fruit of exalting Jesus, and, and judge any spiritual movement that you see or, or read about in the past. I hope that you join us for our next video. We'll be looking at spiritual fruit number two.